and I'm four. I'm, and why is Jesus better than anything else? Because it, he's, he's God. Being a kid isn't easy. You know you're supposed to be good, and sometimes you feel like you're doing a great job. But then the next minute, you do something wrong again. That's why we need Jesus and to remember the good news of the gospel every day. Not just the part about when Jesus came to earth, but God's rescue plan from before he even created the world and the hope of living with him forever so that we can see through every story in the Bible why Jesus is better than anything else and why he wants you to join him. Miss Alicia, you look a little sad today. I do? Well, I guess I'm feeling anxious because I don't know what to do. About what? My toddler, Faith, has been a little fussy. And I don't know if she's sick or uncomfortable because she's getting new teeth in or because she's just not always getting all the sugar she wants. Doesn't she know that if she gets lots of sugar, she could get cavities? <laughs> I don't think she understands that yet. But one time I took her to the doctor to get her shots and he looked in her ear and saw that she had an ear infection and I didn't even know. I felt like a terrible mom. Hmm, Miss Alicia, can I pray for you? Wow, thanks, Finn. That would be great. Dear Lord, you know I feel this rushy right now. Would you help her to feel better? And would you help Miss Alicia to trust you and love her kids? Amen. Now can you tell me a story? <laughs> sure, Finn. And thanks so much for your prayer. I guess it's hard for me sometimes to remember to pray instead of just feeling scared and try to try to figure it out on my own. Our story today is actually about God's kindness to a mom. Last week, we talked about that widow who needed money to pay her debts. And God made her oil multiply so she could sell it and save her sins. Right. Well, the woman in our story today was actually rich, and she didn't actually have any sons. I remember from other stories in the Bible that having kids was a big deal to women back then. You're right, Finn. They inherited the family's land and continued the family's name. But it's a little different for us, because when Jesus came, he showed that even though God is so kind to put us in families, he also wants us to become a part of his spiritual family. You mean not everybody who follows Jesus? Yep. We spend time getting to know the part of our spiritual family that goes to our church. And the rest of our spiritual family lives all around the world, wherever there are believers in Christ. This woman knew that Elisha was a prophet. So when Elisha came to her town called Shunem, she begged him to stay and have a meal. So every time he came by, he stopped there to eat. The woman said to her husband, That man often comes by here. I know that he is a holy man of God. Let's make a small room for him on the roof. We'll put a bed, a table, a chair, and a lamp in it. Then he can stay there when he comes to visit us. That was a nice way to use our money. I agree. 
One day, Elisha came and went up to his room to lay down. He said to his servant Gehazi, Go and get the woman from Shunem. So he did, and she stood in front of Elisha. He said to Gehazi, Tell her, you have gone to a lot of trouble for us. Now what can we do for you? Can we speak to the king for you? Or can we speak to the commander of the army for you? I guess kings and army commanders thought prophets were important too. She replied, I live among my own people and have everything I need here. So she didn't even ask for anything? That's not what happened when Aladdin read the magic lamp in my fairy tale book. She was content with what she had. After she left, Elisha asked Gehazi, What can we do for her? Gehazi said, She doesn't have a son, and her husband is old. Then Elisha said, Bring her here again. So he did. She stood in the doorway. You will hold a son in your arms, Elisha said. It will be about this time next year. No, my master, she objected. You are a man of God, so please don't lie to me. So she was afraid to even hope for a son? I think so. But just like Elisha said, she did become pregnant and had a baby boy. It happened the next year, about that same time. That's exactly what Elisha had told her would happen. Wow, God knew her desire and gave her something she didn't even ask for. God does know the desires of our hearts. It doesn't mean we can't ask Him for things, but we can trust that He knows what is best and also loves giving us good things. The child grew, and one day, a few years later, he went to get his father, who was, who was with the workers gathering crops. The boy said to his father, Oh, my head hurts. It really hurts. His father told a servant, Carry him to his mother. The servant lifted up the boy and carried him to his mother. The boy sat on her lap until noon, and then he died. Oh no, Miss Alicia! Now she's more sad than before she had a son. Yeah, let's see what she does. She went up to the room on the roof and laid him on the bed of the man of God. Then she shut the door and went out. She sent for her husband, saying, Please send me one of the servants and a donkey. Then I can go quickly to the man of God and return. Why do you want to go to him today? he asked. It isn't the time for the new moon feast, and it isn't the Sabbath day. Don't let that bother you, she said. So she didn't even tell him what happened? She probably didn't want anything to get in her way. She put a saddle on her donkey and said to her servant, Let's go. Don't slow down for me unless I tell you to. So she started out and came to Mount Carmel. That's where the man of God was. When she was still a long way off, he saw her coming. He said to his servant Gehazi, Look, there's that woman from Shunem. Run out there to meet her. Ask her, Are you all right? Is your husband all right? Is your child all right? Everything's all right, she said. Oh, I get it. She also didn't want the servant to get in her way. Right. 
she came to the man of God at the mountain and took hold of his feet. Gehazi came over to push her away, but the man of God said, Leave her alone. She is suffering terribly. But the Lord hasn't told me the reason for it. He has hidden it from me. So prophets don't know everything? They only know what God shows them. The woman said, My master, did I ask you for a son? Didn't I tell you, don't make me hope for something that won't happen? Elisha said to Gehazi, Tuck your coat into your belt. Take my walking stick and run to Shunem. Don't greet anyone you see. If anyone greets you, don't answer. Lay my walking stick on the boy's face. But the child's mother said, I won't leave you, and that's just as sure as the Lord and you are alive. So Elisha got up and followed her. Wow, she's really trusting Elijah to help her instead of just giving up. Yeah, so Gehazi went on ahead. He laid Elisha's walking stick on the boy's face, but there wasn't any sound. The boy didn't move at all. So Gehazi went back to Elisha and told him, The boy hasn't awakened. Elisha arrived at the house. The boy was dead and was lying on Elisha's bed. Elisha went into the room and shut the door. He was alone with the boy. He prayed to the Lord. Then Elisha got on the bed and lay down on the boy. His mouth touched the boy's mouth. His eyes touched the boy's eyes. And his hands touched the boy's hands. I wonder why he did all that. When Jesus raised the Lazarus, he just told him to come out of the tomb. God's Spirit had to do the miracle. Restoring breath to his mouth, sight to his eyes, and strength to his hands. As Elisha lay on the boy, the boy's body grew warm. Elisha turned away and walked back and forth in the room. Then he got on the bed again. He lay down on the boy once more. The boy sneezed seven times. Achoo! 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 After that, he opened his eyes. Wahoo! That's wonderful! Elisha sent for Gehazi. He said to him, Go and get the woman from Shunem. So he did. When she came, Elisha said, Take your son. She came in and fell at Elisha's feet, bowing down with her face toward the ground. Then she took her son and went out. That must have been quite the stride at the dinner table. Sometimes my dad asked me how my day was. Just imagine if I could say, You know how my head hurt? Well, I died and mom went again to get Elisha. And God used him to raise me from the dead. <laughs> it's an amazing story of God's care and power, isn't it? And that's what God does in our hearts. Without Christ, we're dead in our sin. But Jesus didn't just send someone to put a staff over our faces. He came to earth himself, showing his power, but also teaching people about the kingdom of God. Then he gave his life on the cross so that we could be forgiven and our dead hearts could be raised to life so that we could live forever with him as our king. Wow, that is so much better. Because even though the boy was raised from the dead... 
He still died again when he got old. But our hearts will never be dead again. Right, Finn. The Apostle Paul wrote in the book of Ephesians that we used to be dead, following a way that pleased Satan and doing whatever he wanted. Our desires were controlled by sin, and we deserved God's anger and wrath. But because God loves us deeply and is full of mercy, he gave us new life because of what Christ has done, even when we're dead in our sins. God's grace has saved us, and we belong to him when we have the faith to receive that gift of his grace and forgiveness. So God just gives it? Like he gave life back to that boy? I've heard other fish say that nothing is free. Just just think about when your parents give you a gift. You didn't have to do anything to make them give it to you. But it did cost your parents money to buy it. And it cost Jesus his life to free us from death. It definitely makes me want to do something to say thank you. Just saying thank you doesn't seem like enough. God does love when we thank him. But I love the next verse in Ephesians 2. It says that God created us to belong to Christ. And now we can do the good works God has prepared for us to do. Like the boy was raised from the dead so he could run and jump and help his mom and dad again. Right. And so he could always remember God's power and love. God also gave the boy's mom the faith to believe so strongly that Elisha could help her. She was putting her hope in God. And it makes me think that God wants me to do the same with my children. I'm thankful God gives us doctors to call, but when my kids get sick, God also wants me to trust Him, just like I'm trusting Him to make their dead hearts alive in Him. Oh yeah, like when you prayed for Gobi last week. God can give Gobi the faith to believe that He exists and loves Gobi, and that Gobi can receive forgiveness for Jesus' sacrifice, so I won't have a dead heart anymore. Right, Finn. And we'll keep praying for Gobi, but I have two more miracles to tell you about today. When Elisha returned to Gilgal, there wasn't enough food to eat in that area. The group of the prophets was meeting with Elisha, so he said to his servant, Put the large pot over the fire and cook some stew for these prophets. One of them went out into the field to gather herbs. He found a wild vine and picked some of its gourds. He picked as many as he could fit in his coat. Then he cut them up and put them into the pot of stew. But no one knew what they were. When the stew was poured out and the men began to eat it, they cried out, Man of God, the food in that pot will kill us. And they couldn't eat it. So they were like poison gourds? Yeah. Elisha said, get some flour. He put it in the pot and said, serve it to the men to eat. Then there wasn't anything in the pot that could harm them. Wow, when my mom puts some too much salt in the algae, she just has to throw it away. Later, a man came from Baal Shalisha. He, bought, he brought the man of God 20 loaves of barley bread. They had been baked from the first grain that had ripened. The man also brought some heads of new grain. Give this food to the people to eat, Elisha said. 
How can I put this in front of a hundred men? His servant asked. But Elisha answered, Give it to the people to eat. Do it, because the Lord says they will eat and have some left over. Then the servant put the food in front of them. They ate it and had some left over. It happened just as the Lord had said it would. Hey, that's like when Jesus fed the 5,000 from the boy's lunch. Five loaves and two fish. But now it's amazing. Yeah, but even back then, we can see that God not only brings life from death, but also loves to provide for us. He cares about our hearts and our bodies. Like the way my mom makes me breakfast, lunch, and dinner every single day. <laughs> even if it doesn't seem like a miracle, that provision is also God's mercy to you. Wow, thanks God for giving me a new heart and filling my tummy every day. Would you give Gobi a new heart too? Amen. Well, can't stay, Blue Jay. Bye, Finn. And I want to also give a big thank you to Chris Williams for becoming the newest patron of the podcast. Talk to you next time, boys and girls.